Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen every day that we are on, uh, five days a week during the season, three days a week during the off season. Remember to hit me up at my Twitter, at JeffMLBDraft, so that you can give me ideas for the show. You can hit me up with questions for the mailbag. You can just talk to me in general about things on there. And again, a lot of that helps filter back in the show. So I appreciate all the comments, feedback, and everything else. What are we going to do on today's show? I think it is over time to kind of project Jose Ramirez. Let's look at where he's going to be top 50 in this organization if he is with the team for the whole year. And let's project that they decide not to trade him and they keep him for two years. I don't think we can really project too far beyond that um, in terms of where he is right now. I don't know if he could necessarily completely rewrite the record books in Cleveland, but he'd come pretty darn close. And the reason I say he can't completely, you know, redo the record books here in Cleveland is, for instance, let's start with war. Right now, he is at a 34.3 war for his career in Cleveland. That's good enough for 12th all time. Uh, you know, you have Kenny Lofton, Jim Tomey ahead of him for recent Indians behind him. You have Omar, Manny, and Carlos it's there's a lot of players, but at the 34.3, okay, so let's say he gets six, six and a half award this year. He got 6.7 last year uh, in his age 28 year. The 2019 season, that's kind of that down year. That's the three war season. That's the one quote unquote bad year for him. where He was still above league average, but bad for him at his age 26 year. Uh, 20, for instance, the 2020 season, we finished second in the MVP. He had uh, let's see, where is the war? It's interesting. That's the one year he had defense, uh, negative defensive war by uh, baseball reference. But he had 2.4 war in, you know, more less than half the games. You know, the, the difference in war is 0. 0.6 uh, in half those games. So if we, let's assume, you know, a 6.5, uh, maybe slight decline from last year. You go in, you do that, you get up to a 40.8. That moves him past Bill Bradley. Shoeless Joe Jackson and Terry Turner to ninth all-time. That puts him behind Larry Doby. Now, if he did another 6.5 after that, you know, 13, nice and easy in this case as well, which would be a straight up to 47.3, uh, gets him past Doby and Sewell, but he still sits at seventh all-time. That's be- still behind Jim Tomey and Kenny Lofton. Essentially, he would either need two fantastic years to pass them. He would need to get to a 48.7, which would be, uh, you know, uh, math time, quick math time, everyone's favorite thing, Uh, a 14.4, so you need an average of 7.2. It's not impossible. Those peak years of 2017 and 2018 were 7 and 7.5, which would get him there, right? That would tie him with Lofton if he could go back to those peak years. Doesn't seem very likely. Uh, now, again, if he signs an extension, he could pass them. He could probably pass Earl Avril. He could probably get past Lou Boudreau. It's hard to break the top two here. Tris Speaker and Nap Lajouet. Tris Speaker to 7.8. Nap Lajouet to 79.6. Because, again, that's he's not even halfway to those scores. And he's entering his his 30s. Now, guys could can play, you know, maintain, play into their mid-30s. Uh, but you're looking at someone who would essentially have to spend the next six years um, averaging 
you know, without injury through his mid thirties, six war, six and a half war a season to get there. So he's, this is again where it's hard to rewrite the record books because some of these guys were just there for so long. Uh, when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, Jose Ramirez, in terms of just pure offensive war, is currently sitting 12th all time. You look at what he does on average with offensive war. Um, you know, most years, it's very close to his defensive war. You know, his defensive war this past year was this was probably his best season as a defender he's had in Cleveland. Uh, so if you're just looking at pure offensive production, uh, most years he's probably you know good for a a six. He was a 5.7 last year, so I think maybe you go for a 5.5. If he were to do that, he would move up to ninth all-time right behind Kenny Lofton in two good years, two 5.5s, again, making being lazy to get an 11, would get him up to about 42. That would get him to seventh all-time, which is essentially what we talked about uh, if he played two full seasons just in terms of war. Uh, he would not get up into that Joe Sewell, Lou Boudreau, Jim Tomey, Earl Avril, Nap Lajoie, Trish Speaker. Uh, in terms of defensive war, well, you know, he's 22nd all-time. Uh, he did come off a very good year for that, but he doesn't really compare. Batting average, not ranked in terms of Guardian slash Indians history. On base percentage, all of, currently tied for 50th. You know, it's one of those things that uh, you know, I can see him jump too high. Slugging percentage, he is 12th all-time. Uh, some recent guys ahead of him, Travis Hafner, Roberto Alibar, David Justice. I don't think I realized David Justice was top 10 in any of the categories. Uh, man, you know, that uh, what production there. Uh, Ramirez, Bell, Tomey are your top three. Uh, Jose Ramirez is slugging by year. You know, last year was a down year. I, I don't think we're going to really see him rewrite the record books in either of these places. You know, his, ambe, his OPS essentially is 17th. Um, he is a very good, very complete hitter. He is not prime Ramirez, Bell, Tomey type. He just doesn't have that kind of power level. Uh, and specifically when it comes to OPS, slugging, you know, is a higher percentage of it. It's just... That's the that's why it's a flawed stat. Games played, you know, that's pretty straightforward. Jose Ramirez is 34th all time. If you were to play 162 the next two years, that would be what three, uh, what's it, 324, 324 would uh, get him up to 12, about 1300 games, a little bit under that. So I'd get him to 15th all time, just shy of Carlos Saint between Carlos Santana and Kenny Lofton. So again. It's, I mean, you really reset the record books in terms of games played. By the way, Terry Turner, all-time leader, it's sixteen nineteen. That's uh, going to be a hard record to break. I was kind of surprised to see Jim Hegan all the way up there, the uh, the catcher at four. But you can keep going down. I mean, uh, Omar Vizquel is the highest recent Indian. Uh, there's that own can of worms there. Uh, should we talk about run scored? Should we get into things like run scored, hits, RBIs? We will. But we're going to come back in segment two and look at kind of the uh, the additive numbers instead of those uh, more comprehensive ones we talked about in segment one. And our sponsor is, of course, as it has been of late, BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar is the longest running sponsor on the network, and it is a you know, it is a product I use. It is a product I love. It is a product I enjoy. Right now, when I go to the website, white white chocolate cookies and cream is coming soon. That's going to be their new flavor that is returning. 
uh, over at BuiltBar.com. Remember that when you use the promo code LOCKED15, you save 15%. Right now, the current sale is coconut brownie chunks are under $10. So those are on sale. Plus, you would still get that 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. So go to BuiltBar.com. Get the white chocolate cookies and cream. Get churro. That's a personal favorite of mine. Coconut marshmallow. Uh, those are currently, they still have caramel macchiato, caramel almond delight, which I'm going to have tomorrow, coconut brownie chunk, the winner of the Sweet 64, and eggnog, which honestly, if I was buying one right now, it'd be churro and eggnog. Go to BuiltBar.com. Again, the promo code's LOCK15. is the best tasting protein bar you will find. It's a product that I still enjoy almost two years after uh, starting it. BuiltBar.com. Remember that promo code is LOCKED15. Okay, now it's time for, you know, the, the additive numbers. Not that war is an additive, not that those other things aren't, but those are kind of, you know, the the more we're getting into more of the counting numbers, where Jose Ramirez ranks in terms of the counting numbers, because all of these, frankly, are additive to a degree. I mean, the on-base slugging percentage batting average, maybe not so much, but at-bats, plate appearances, I'm going to cruise past. I don't see a ton of value. Runs scored. Uh, my one knock on run scored, it's kind of like RBIs. Run scored is a lot of times dependent on who's hitting behind you, while RBIs can be dependent on who's hitting in front of you. Run scored does give you a little bit more knowledge, uh, not necessarily knowledge, but information. Jose Ramirez is currently 22nd between uh, Julio Franco and Al Rosen. Other fun names in this group behind him, Grady Sizemore, Jason Kipnis, Albert Bell, and Travis Hafner. Now, Jose Ramirez, most years, it's good for you know over 100 runs scored. When he is kind of peak Jose, so if he were to get you know another 100 this year, he would move to about 14th. He'd be a slot, a slot behind Carlos Santana. And then if you played another year and got about another 100 or so, uh, that would get him in the top 10. It would allow him to pass Larry Doby. Uh, again, he's not going to be able to get into that group of guys like Vizquel, Tomey, Lofton. Because, uh, well, with Vizquel and Lofton, you know, they were the table setters when this team had a one of the greatest offenses in the history of baseball. So they had some advantages there. But still, top 10 for an organization that's been around as long as the Indians is quite good. In terms of hits, Jose Ramirez is currently 39th between Joe Bosmoke and George Stovall. Man, it just shows how good Grady Sizemore was. Grady Sizemore is 41st on this list. Again, a guy whose career essentially ended at age 26. Right, a guy whose career essentially ended at age 26 is 41st on the Indians list. That's always going to be one of the great what ifs. Uh, it's like him, Aubrey, Miller for the Indians. That's the, if those three could have stayed healthy, who, who knows what the, the last decade might have looked like. But yeah, we're focused on Jose Ramirez today, 987. Most years, in terms of how many hits he accumulates, has been, you know, in the good years this year, was 147. You're looking at 176, 186, 156. Let's say about 150 average. So if you were to get a 150 average, that gets him to about 1,130 hits. That would move him past Jason Kipnis, but put him behind Brooke Jacoby and Jack Graney at about uh, 22nd all-time. If he got another 150 after that, so 300 hits, that gets him up to about 1,287. That would get him past Julio Franco, but put him behind Jim Tomey at 13th. So again, not quite cracking that top 10, but still, you know, uh, very productive. Total bases. He is currently 22nd uh, at seven, uh, 1,777, just one behind Brooke Jacoby at 21. Other fun names recently, uh, Jason Kipnis is tied for 20th. 
Uh, let's see. So most years he is close to 300. Like he is 297 this year. So let's say about 300. Let's be lazy because uh, that's easier math. That would get him past Manny Ramirez to 14th all time. Put him right behind Carlos Santana and Kenny Lofton. And if he were to able, you know, if you basically were to play out his contract, you're looking at 600 hits. That gets you up to 2377. That move him into ninth all time. Uh, what's interesting about this is in terms of total bases, that would mean amongst recent players, Jim Tomey's the only one higher. Uh, he would be past Omar Vizquel is currently 10th and Kenny Lofton 12th. It's a thing. You go through these lists in terms of recent names, Travis Hafner pops. He's 17. Albert Bell. Uh, the problem with Hafner was kind of a, a short prime. Yeah, he debuted later uh, and then, you know, also had his own health and, you know, his he had a natural aging curve. Uh, Lofton was really productive. Carlos Santana was really productive. So we're seeing a lot of similar names. Here's an interesting one, doubles. Now, we don't normally maybe make a huge deal about doubles. Total bases kind of encapsulates, encapsulates a lot of things. But doubles is an area Jose Ramirez is already 14th all time. Uh, in front of him, though, Brantley, Kipnis, Tomy, Santana, Hal Trotsky, or Hal Trotsky, then Omar Vizquel. So it's a lot of recent names. So he's at 245, just one more than Kenny Lofton with that. Uh, he gets about 30. You know, in his good years, 46, 56, 38, 33, 32. So if we say, let's say 35, if he were to get to 35, that gets him up to 280. That would put him in the top 10 past Santana. Uh, and then, you know, 235s, so give him up to 315. That would move him to sixth all time and give him actually the highest amount of doubles of a recent Indian. I mean, everyone ahead of him would be someone who uh, last played 50 years ago. So that is a category he could shoot up the boards. Now, we got kind of the big ones coming up in terms of the counting stats. I don't know. Can I throw a fond memorance, memory out there? Uh, I used to love getting these sets of playing cards. And it was like the ace through two, you know, as playing cards are, would be player rankings in terms of you know, there was one for ERA, one for batting average, one for RBIs, and uh, one for, well, here's the thing. So it was home runs, batting average, and RBIs, the first set I got. Eventually, I found the set again, but they had gotten rid of RBIs and put in stolen bases. And I was very sad because that was the year, oh, I was going to get an ace that was Albert Bell. Well, I still got an ace that was Kenny Lofton, so that worked out. And me being me, I made all sorts of baseball statistic games out of these cards. I really enjoyed them. Uh, so we've talked about some of those, you know, we didn't really get into average. We're going to get into the rest of those triple ground categories here. We'll start with home runs. I was debating if we should bury it, not bury it. He's currently tied with Ken Keltner. Now there's a pretty big gap between them and Rocky Calavito at 11. It's 27 home runs. Jose Ramirez at 36 this year, which is the second highest amount of his career. If we're thinking, you know, do we just go 30, 30 to be safe? That would get him past Colavito and past Al Rosen in a 10th all-time. If he had two 30 home run seasons, though, that would get him up to 223. That would put him into fifth all-time. He would pass Santana and, and Trotsky, who are tied at fifth. And then that would put him just 13 off of third place, honestly, which is Manny Ramirez. All-time home runs. Jim Tomey is far and away the king at 337. It's not even close. Albert Bell, 242. Manny Ramirez, 236. Uh, there is an outside chance if Jose Ramirez were to stay uh, two years in Cleveland that he could, I mean, to pass, he would need, thir what, he would need to average about, essentially he would need 37 home runs 
on average for the next two years to pass Ramirez and move into third. It's possible. This is a category where he could move up. He's not going to be first. Now, if you were to stay here for another five to six years, I mean, even in another five years, an average of 30 a year, you're still getting 150. That still leaves him, I'd put him second all time. Could he pass Tomey? It's possible. It's not completely inconceivable that Jose Ramirez, if he could sign like a lifetime contract, wouldn't be the home run king in Cleveland. Uh, it's also just interesting from the perspective of, man, all the you know great hitters that have come through, it's just, it's the stinkiness of being the market they're in, right? They couldn't keep any of them. You know, they were the, it felt like when Jim Tomey left, they didn't really compete for Tomey. They kind of knew it was the end of the cycle there and that was fine. When Albert Bell left, it was a bit of a shock, and he got that deal with the White Sox. I, Ramirez, it felt like they they put a competitive out, offer out there and really tried to to keep him in place, and that was about the last time I have ever felt like an Indians free agent. Uh, there was a chance they might stay. Uh, it is you know you can't help but look at this home run list and just okay you know Lindor is 16th. Well, money situations. Joe Carter 14th. Jose Ramirez 12. Travis Hafner, you had some age and decline there at 9. Jason Kipnis had some injuries at 18. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of guys, you look at the list and you're like, huh, what could have been if they could have maintained? But the fact that Casey Blake is 21st all-time in home runs, that's just interesting to look at uh, just from a perspective of what a great, one of the great scouting finds for this organization, Casey Blake. I mean, he turned into Carlos Santana, all for a guy that uh, multiple other organizations didn't think could hack it. Let's do RBIs and then take the break here. Uh, he is currently 22nd all-time in RBIs. Now, RBIs I find to be a mostly worthless stat. I will do it here. It is a triple crown category. Uh, so 103 this year, 105 in the past. Let's just say about 100 when he's hitting higher in the lineup. More people in front of him, more chances to knock guys in. So if he gets 100, that would get him up to 640. That would get him right behind Travis Hafner. And there is a huge gap between 15 and 16. 16 is Jeff Heath at 619, Travis Hafner at 688. A 70 RBI gap between those two spots. It's kind of interesting to see a gap that big. Uh, but if he were to get 100 the next two years, that would get him up to 740. That would tie him with Lou Boudreaux at 12. So in spite of all the other things he's done well, there are a lot of times in his career where he hit higher in the lineup and just didn't have those opportunities. So he has not kind of racked up the RBI numbers of other players. We're going to come back. We're going to look at him in terms of walks all time, strikeouts all time, stolen bases, and yeah, we'll you know get into a few other things, but those are going to be our primary ones in the second place as we continue to look at Jose Ramirez's place in Indians history. If it ends now, if it ends after next year, if it ends in two, where could he be? And you know where does he rank? He is, I think. Well, let's save that. Let's get into that in segment three. Come back and hear about that in a moment. Bet Online has you covered. You got this. Who you like in the Super Bowl? Rams, Bengals. I mean, I I have a hard time rooting for the Rams after everything that uh, Odell did in Cleveland. So I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. But Bet Online's got you covered. Go to BetOnline.ag and look at all the props and everything you could want. Uh, remember to use the promo code Locked On to get a five zero fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. If there's a sport you love, Bet Online has you covered. Go check out their newly designed mobile and uh, desktop website. Bet online does, and if they're not just for sporting events, you can do Vegas games, you can do poker. 
go check it out. Go see for yourself what is over at betonline.ag, our official sportsbook partner over here at Locked On. That is betonline.ag. Remember that promo code is Locked On. Okay, so we essentially have three more counting categories. Um, maybe four it, when you're going through and just kind of looking at these things. Uh, so walks. Currently 29th, 404, one behind Nap Lajaway. Uh, of course, that's another category that Jim Tomey is the king by about 120 over Carlos Santana. Now, in terms of walks per season, he had 72 this past year. It's actually the second highest of his career. He's been closer to, I'd say, you know, the average would probably come out to about 60. So if we look at 60, that gets him up to about 464. That'd move him up to 21st all time, right behind Rocky Calavito. 260s would give you a 524. That moves him up then to 17th all-time, passing Ken Keltner and one behind Bobby Avila. So he walks, does not walk at a prodigious pace, so that's not surprising that he would still be a little bit lower on those lists. Strikeouts, currently 28th all-time. So his strikeout ranking currently is 28th. His walk ranking 29th. So those are right in line with each other. Uh, he will pass former teammates Francisco Francisco Lindor and Roberto Perez this year. They are both at 25 on this list, uh, and which is interesting just to think about uh, Roberto Perez's lack of health and Francisco Lindor being gone for a year. But Ramirez is currently right over Rick Manning on this list, right behind, right behind Jack Rainey. In terms of his strikeouts per year, he's never been a free swinger. Like This is a category he's done well with. 87 this past year was a career high in terms of the amount that he has struck out. He's been closer to about 75 on average. So if we go through and look at a 75 season, we'll get him to about, what, 75 would be 560, uh, 566. That would move him up to 22nd all-time, right uh, between Jan Gomes and Julio Franco. Uh, 265s would be a 70. That's easier math. That's just a good old... Uh, no, 265s would be 130. Really threw myself off there. That'd be 621. Uh, that would put him one behind Albert Bell, 20th all-time passing Omar Vizcal. So in both these categories, he wouldn't exactly jump to the front, but uh, it's interesting to see. He's not been the most prolific in either one of these. He's not, you know, Grady Sizemore, for instance, we talked about that short run, sixth all-time in strikeouts. It's it's all current names on this list. You go to the top 10, eight of the top 10 are guys I watched in my lifetime. Uh, Andre Thornton, Brooke Jacoby, uh, Manny Ramirez, Larry Doby, Grady Sizemore, Johnny Peralta, Travis Hafner, Jason Kipnis, Carlos Santana, then Jim Tomey. And this is when Jim Tomey's got almost a 500 strikeout lead on anyone else. Might be surprising to hear that Jose Ramirez is currently 11th in stolen bases. He doesn't always get the recognition for the stolen bases. He's been good for, feels like at close to 30 a year. Um, not, you know, he had the 130 stolen base season, 27 this year, 24, 22. So we would say the average is probably through most of these years about, I don't know, 22, 23. So if he got 20, 22 this year, he needs one to tie for 10th all time, which was speaker. If you were to get 23, let's, let's give him the higher end of it and take him up to 173. That'd move him into seventh all-time behind Elmer Flick and passing Harry Bay. And then if we were to do a 23 average over the next two years, that gets him up to 200. 
and he's still behind Elmer Flick at the, that point. Flick at 207 is who we'd need to pass to get higher. There's a pretty big gap between Flick and Bay of about 42, so it's one of those cutoff points. Uh, Vizquel is your king. He's still got not quite twice as much, but maybe what, uh, uh, you know, having a hard time doing math. Vizquel, if you doubled Vizquel's, he's like uh, 560, essentially, and Lofton's there at 452. It's still a pretty uh, huge lead between Lofton and the field. And then, where was the other one I wanted to look at? Just total extra bases. You know, how many extra base hits does he have? He's currently 14th all time between Travis Hafner and Andre Thornton. He has 436. If we go over to look at his data, most years in terms of his extra base hits total, you know, that's triples, home runs, and doubles. I think you could pretty safely say he's about a 70. You know, some years better than others. Like the year they had 56 doubles, led the league in doubles of 2017, had 29 home runs, and he had six triples. So that was a high for. Uh, doubles and triples that year though five triples this past year second highest amount uh, so second highest triples second highest home runs for him doubles were down a bit but hey a few more went yard but I think a 70 average is about good so if he were to get 70 this year that 506 by the way that takes him all the way up to seventh okay that he passes Carlos Santana and Manny Ramirez and Albert Bell uh, at that point and then to get another 70, 573, it would take him up to fourth all-time, passing Lajouet, Keltner, Trotsky. He would be right behind Jim Tomey, Tris Speaker, or Avril. So, you know, Jose Ramirez, if you were to play for two more years in Cleveland, may not be the greatest hitter in Cleveland Indians history, but he'd have a strong case to be made as one of the top five hitters in Indians history. Uh, that's essentially what we're looking at. That's, I mean, you go over and you look at some of these stats. Uh, so how about just pure stolen base percentage, second best all time behind Roberto Alomar, power speed combo, number one. Kenny Lofton is two. Uh, he may not have, like, you know, the home runs. He may not have some of those other categories that are more the traditional triple crown. But he may not have, like, if he were to stay for two more years, he would be towards the back of the top he- 10 instead of right at the top. Uh, as it is now, there is no doubt that he is the greatest third baseman in franchise history. Last year, I did that whole series about you know the all-time Indians best at each position, and Jose Ramirez is now the third baseman. You know, it's a position that has produced a lot of valuable players. You're going through and just talking about pure war. You know, Bill Bradley was ahead of him, Ken Keltner, uh, Terry Turner, some of these guys. The offensive production wasn't there because it was a different era. It's hard to compare eras, but they've had a lot of success at third base. Doesn't change the fact Jose Ramirez is the best third baseman this organization has ever had. So you're talking about a guy who is the single greatest at a specific position, is one of the top five to ten bats in organizational history. Uh, the only thing really keeping him out of being top five in every offensive category is time. He became a regular at age 23, which is a pretty youthful age to become a regular. Uh, missed a little bit of time in 2019 due to injury. 2020, as you know, everyone did due to the COVID situation. So it just comes down to... If the Indians can manage to find a way to keep their MVP candidate in town, when it comes time for him to retire, he is a no doubt. He should already be a no doubt. His number is getting retired. Jose Ramirez's number should be retired when it's all said and done. When he is done in Cleveland, they should be number 11 should be retired. The only question now is just how high he's going to end up ranking, how long he will uh, stay for, you know, to keep moving up those ranks. 
And hopefully, with that new ownership group coming in, it will mean a chance to retain, or at least keep through his mid-30s. Like I said, this next year is his age 29 year. I I would be comfortable, you know, six-year contract. I don't know if he would want more than that, if he would want opt-outs and escalators in it. I'm not good at such things. I am not sure. What I do know is Jose Ramirez was one of the greatest to lace it up for the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians. And you really have to... Uh, you know, I think I don't think it's trade this offseason. So sit back, enjoy, and really, every time he's up, just t- take some time and relish the fact that you're getting to see one of the greatest who ever played for your Cleveland Guardians. That's that's just the truth of the matter. Uh, there is no debate. There is no if someone tries to debate. They're just wrong. He's the greatest third baseman in organizational history, and already one of the top ten hitters. It's just a matter of when you get into those numbers. Uh, how much more time will they have? How many more games to really set himself apart? I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Guardians podcast. Remember to rate and review, download daily. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen, uh, free and available today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. Uh, and I'll remind you, download daily. That really helps our show. And rate and review. We're so close to 100 reviews on iTunes. Uh, and then also hitting me up on Twitter. Give me show ideas. You know, We talk about uh, I've gotten some great ideas that have been multiple shows Uh, for the Cleveland Guardians, and we'll continue with the draft content as well. We're just a few weeks away from the college baseball season. So again, thank you all for listening, doing your part, and as we end every show now, go, go Guardians, go.